Hello and welcome to Saints Live, the final whistle. I'm Steve Forbes. I'm Kenzie Benali. And you might be able to hear the remaining jubilant Brighton fans exiting the stadium. Uh, Southampton suffer late heartbreak here at St Mary's with a goal in the dying seconds, earning Brighton a 1-1 draw against Southampton. Now joining us to talk all about the match, we've got former Saints captain Dean Hammond and uh, former writer for the Southern Daily Echo, Adam Leach. Now Dean... How do we describe this game now after such late drama? Uh, disappointing, should we say, for the same supporters? I think you used the word, Steve, deflating. Mm. Um, I thought the Southampton player today, credit to him, were fantastic. You know, on and off the ball. The one thing I was impressed with, the work rate off the ball as a team was, was amazing. Honestly, it was so intense. They did not allow Brighton to settle. They started the game brilliantly with a fantastic goal. Um, opportunities created. Um, and dominated a, a good Brighton, Brighton team. So to concede like the goal in the last minute is so difficult to take. It's so frustrating. It's almost worse than a loss because you're there. The three points are yours. You've worked so hard. The stuff you've done in training has come off. It's just it was a brilliant team performance and, and lots of excellent individual performances as well. So I feel for the players. I really do. I'm gutted for them because they deserve more. Um, I don't think Brighton deserved anything out of the game and that was credit to Southampton. I don't think um, Brighton performed badly, I just don't think Southampton allowed them to play and when Southampton had the ball they were exciting to watch, they played with a real tempo, it's just deflating. It's, I, we spoke about it during the game, it was getting that second goal and I think that Barroa opportunity, you know, early in the second half we didn't quite connect with it, I think that would have put the game to bed because Southampton were pretty comfortable really, I was sitting there watching it, I wasn't really worried too much, Brighton didn't have too many chances, but if you don't kid a game off at this level, that's what can happen, so yeah, I feel for the players, I really do, because I honestly believe that was one of the best performances this season, but unfortunately it's not ended with three points. Yeah, Adam Dean said there, it can feel worse than a loss, and it was a very good performance from Southampton for the duration of the match, but just not getting that second goal has, has cost us again. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing, Steve, is it, it kind of, I've sat here now, I have to remind myself they did actually get a point because it feels so much like a defeat. Um, but it was actually a draw still. Uh, I, I think Dean's right about the, the, the second goal and killing it off. But in my mind, that really should have come in the first half. Saints were so dominant in the first half. And I think that's, if you've got one criticism of, of this team, really, uh, it is that they're, they're not quite as clinical as they need to be. And I think that that was really borne out in that first half performance. Uh, a more clinical team would have given themselves a cushion, given the level of dominance they had, because they were things were superb in that first half. They were really excellent. I mean, they were good in the second half as well, and Brighton struggled to get into it. I think you could just sense a little bit of nerves, a little bit of pressure coming into into Saints in maybe the last twenty minutes. They just started to feel as if they were just dropping a little bit deeper. They, they let, lost a little tiny bit of that aggression and, and forward momentum that, that had been so decisive in the match up to that point and just was starting to give that impression that they were, they were feeling like they needed to manage the game and settle. They didn't really manage the game, unfortunately, at the end. Um, unfortunate for, for Prowsey, really, I think two mistakes from him, really, um, which, is a, which is a real shame um, given, his, given his quality. And, and in the end, Saints... Yeah, it's just a very, very difficult one to take, I think, because they deserve to win that game, really. They should have won that game um, and they should have been relatively comfortable, even given Brighton's uh, late goal. Um, in the end, to come away with a point, 
And now you've got to go to Arsenal. It's a big week for Ralph. I think he's got a big job to do to, to pick, up the, pick up the players mentally and emotionally after that. Well, before we talk about the game in a bit more detail, here's how it panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. A very good afternoon to you from a very cold but sunny, wintry afternoon in Southampton. And it's a great ball to Brozier. Brozier just pushes the first one wide, but he's going to aim for the bar post. And he hits Sanchez, who makes the save. Adams on the follow-up, hits Sanchez. Two great chances, and Saints haven't scored into the box. Can Brozier get it right this time? Hassled by two, but makes room for the shot. And again, it's saved by the foot of Sanchez. Brighton thought they were going to have a corner, so Trossard crosses it. Missed by Teller, placed by Mwepu, and saved by McCarthy with a parry to the left. Lianco with a good header, and then Redmond, excellent. And Sanchez has gone back, and Brozier should hit it. Lovely pullback. What a finish. Cool as a cucumber. Armando Brozier. Now Redmond's done well, he's robbed Brighton of possession, he's come inside Kukurea and played a lovely ball down the right, here's Brozier, pulls it back, oh it's wide of the post! He's done for Walker-Peters and Romeo, he's got Connolly to his right, Connolly inside, should have been a goal for Mopay, oh. and he's hit it straight at McCarthy, he reacted well and made another good save. Saints have got it down the right, they're not going to get that though, and Redmond doesn't need to foul him. It's Something serious there. Well, and Brighton are down to ten men. Dave. Right footed, hits the wall, Jakob Mode, and then volleys it back again, it goes in, there's no offside flag, and he with a volley for the shot, hits Mope. A crushing draw if ever there was one for Saints. Dean, let's talk about Armando Brogia, uh, what a goal that was, it was pretty special. It was, um, he started the game on fire to be honest, you know he had that opportunity early on. Uh, where Shea Adams put him through, uh, excellent save by Sanchez, and he looked really, really bright, and the goal came from, I think it was a bit of pressure, Southampton putting Brighton under pressure again, winning the ball back, um, a good flick on by Nathan Redmond, who had found himself in a central position, and he was just so calm, so collective, and he's been in those positions before, and I'm watching it thinking, shoot, get a good contact, and he just dummies, Duffy comes flying in, it's almost like he's aware, I know you're going to do that, a large this tackle, cut inside, and then it's just the outside of his right foot it's brilliant I mean the quality to do that is superb and really really calm for such a young man um, that shows real talent and I thought he was excellent again today um, he led the line brilliant he's a really powerful runner he gets in some really good goal scoring opportunities um, in good areas he knows where the goal is only criticism was that second opportunity in the second half could he have scored that just didn't quite get the contact but the goal was brilliant. It really, really was. You know, real composure and just, he's got that calm mind in that really important moment. You know, I'm not just going to slash at this. Almost like the first opportunity I had, right, I tried that the first time. I took the shot on. This time, I'm going to check back and I'm going to finish. But it was the outside of the foot that didn't allow Sanchez to set his feet and be able to get her save on the ball. So, brilliant goal. And I thought he was very, very good today. Yeah, very composed for such a young striker. Adam, it was another assist for Nathan Redmond, his fourth in four home games and the first Southampton player to do so. Yeah, and he, and he was, uh, I thought he was outstanding today, Steve. I think uh, it was interesting watching him, bearing in mind what Dean said uh, in the pre-match show uh, about how he seems to have enjoyed playing in these slightly different positions as Ralph has moved him around. Uh, and I think that's true. And I think we saw that in his performance today in the sense that he was really happy to kind of move and to drift into holes, into spaces. And that caused Brighton an awful lot of problems. They didn't really know at times exactly how to deal with him. Uh, the assist was quality, but his all-round game was excellent. And Nathan is, is kind of feels like Nathan's the ultimate confidence player, really. 
Um, we've seen that during his time at Saints. It's been it's been up and down from from being at times like, like player of the season and, and feeling like, God, this guy, you know, he could do anything. He's so good to at times, you you know, he can't even, they can't even get him on the pitch because he just can't, you know, mentally he's kind of feels like he's a little bit lacking in confidence and he can't, can't do the things he needs to do to be, to be a top player. But he's got that confidence at the moment. He's got that buzz around him, that feeling. And, and you know what he's, like when he's like that he'll pick up the ball he'll run at people he's fearless he doesn't mind losing the ball and and the and the, and kind of the crowd go oh, the groans of, of when you lose a ball as a winger he'll pick it up he'll go again and that's when he's at his best and that is the kind of form he's in right now and it's it's really really encouraging for saints and hopefully they can keep him fit and keep him in this mindset because he's a handful for any team when he's like this he certainly is. Uh, well, let's keep the chat on the, the front four, shall we, specifically the two leading the line today. You said before the game, Dean, that you liked that partnership between Brozier and Adams. How did they do as a pairing for you today? Really effective. Really, really effective. And started the game bright. Um, like I say, Shea Adams getting on the half turn, putting um, Brozier in. Him having an opportunity. Shea getting the rebound. Two very good saves by Sanchez. Um, but I thought they worked well today. You know, like I said before, they're both so powerful. They're really strong runners and um, you know, both physically good. And usually then you're kind of a target man, you're a little bit laboured, but both of them can run in behind and that caused Brighton a lot of problems today. They linked up pretty well. Um, so I think there is a partnership within there. And like we touched on before the game, um, Ralph has lots of options. You know, Adam Armstrong is a, a very good striker. You've got Theo Walcock who can play up, time, uh, up top. Teller can play up top. You've still got Shane Long within the group. Um, so there's lots of competitions. But those two today were were very, very good and I'd like to see them play more together. You know, I really would because I think they can cause teams problems. Like I say, they're both running behind, they're willing runners, they get into good positions. You know, Shea, we've seen the goals he scores, he's improving on that part as well, getting into better areas and Brozier just, he's a delight to watch really is. At times he's going to frustrate you because he's, he's young and he will make mistakes, um, but he will score goals definitely. So I think he's, he's a really, really good signing. Um, and them two playing together, um, I can I think can be really really effective for Southampton. But we have to get on to the late Brighton equaliser. It was a real sickener, Adam. I've got down here was it deserved? But I think I know your opinion. So let me rephrase that: is how undeserved was it? Uh, yeah, well, I think quite undeserved, frankly, Steve. I think Saints uh, Saints were good value for the three points today. It was unfortunate in a sense, of, as I said earlier, that Saints kind of, to me, just got a little bit nervy. They sort of sat, started to step up a little bit. And then that injury happened, obviously a long, long, long break. And then suddenly you've got 10 minutes of stoppage time. You've had a long break. You've lost your rhythm, your momentum. The, the momentum of the game has gone. It's changed at that point. And Saints, I think then you're coming back into the match again, basically feeling like, right, OK, it, you know it's 10 minutes, but I think you're also thinking, well, there's just stoppage time. So we're in now in just see this out mode. We just got to manage this game. We got to shut this down. And I think that was unfortunate in the sense that the it kind of, I think, in the minds of the players made them a little bit more tentative. I say negatives, perhaps the wrong word, but they weren't. They weren't pressing at any point. They were. They were kind of by that point sitting back. And though Brighton, they. they didn't really threaten much when you're when that's happening there's always a chance you know you need one mistake and that's kind of what we saw there one mistake gave the ball away ended up with a free kick Prousey I, I don't know whether that's something they worked on I have no idea why he's dropping back on the line for for that free kick but obviously he's not out quick enough then and they're all on side 
And yeah, you just, you, you kind of, you kind of just uh, feels like a kick in the guts, frankly, um, at that point in time, because you know, you've done the hard work then if you're a Saints player, they, they know that they deserve the three points and they haven't got them. And that's a really, really tough one to take. It certainly is a difficult one to take indeed, Adam. Uh, now, Dean, we've spoken about the partnership between Brozier and Adams. Looking at the opposite end of the pitch, how did Lianco and Salisi work together today for you? Brilliant. I thought they fully deserved a clean sheet. I know they didn't get one in the end, but I think they deserved that. Um, Lianco came in, loved how aggressive he was, um, played with real enthusiasm, um, was good on the ball. Salisu, I think, is improving all the time. Um, and I think it just helps the way Southampton play and it allows the other players to press because they try and win the ball in front of the, the forwards. They try to win interceptions. They play that high line. So they're not really dropping deep. I agree with Adam as the game went on, you know, going to stop it did drop a little bit deep, but that's a natural thing to do. You're trying to protect the goal. Um, but I thought they were excellent. They won their headers, done the basics very, very well. Um, we're both very, very comfortable on the, uh, on the ball. So as a partnership, good, really good. And I love the balance because Salisu is left-footed. I know it's such a simple thing, but having a left-footed sided centre-half just really helps, especially when you want to play out from the back. Um, and Lianco was comfortable on the ball and aggressive and pretty quick, actually. You know, his recovery runs look fit for a player that's not played too many 90 minutes in the Premier League or not too many 90 minutes in competitive games. Um, so credit to him. So I think it worked well. Um, and the biggest... Um, credit you can give them or compliment is that we didn't really miss Benderak today. We've been excellent um, and that's nothing against him but I think both players performed very well today. Olianko is a bit of a cult hero already at Southampton but a firm fan favourite is Nathan Teller. He got his second start in four days Adam. What has he done well and what do you think maybe he still has to work on? Oh, Steve I think he's, a, he's in that kind of slightly tricky uh, phase now because he's not um, a surprise package anymore. Other teams know about him. They know his strengths. They know his weaknesses now. Uh, and also, I think from a from a Saints point of view, uh, he's kind of got to find that that mixture that is is um, that is difficult for a young player sometimes. I think in his position and the way he plays, between kind of having the freedom to express yourself, to pick up the ball, to run at players, uh, and to risk making mistakes and losing the ball, um, coupled with kind of being a team player as well, because it's very clear that, that Nathan Teller's not just a selfish player who's just going to go and do his own thing. He's trying to follow instruction. That's really clear. And he's working very, very hard. And that's credit to him, all credit to him. But uh, to find that balance between being a team player, so therefore putting in a real shift and, and kind of covering holes and, and being, being that sort of first line of defence, but also giving yourself the freedom to be able to attack. And I think that's the challenge for him at the moment and for Ralph in managing him is to find that balance because I think you don't want to tip too far in the side of taking away from, from his natural game because that's why he's in the team for that raw pace, for his talent and his ability going forward. So I think for me at the moment, that's probably the struggle that, that they're going through. It's a natural thing, I feel. I, I think it will, he will come out the other end of it with experience and with more games. But I think that's what Ralph's got to manage with him at the moment. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yes, uh, it's a pity that we have to, to speak about the result and kind of speak about uh, what we have done in the 95 minutes before because I think it was a 
a very good game from our side, but as always, football is a game of results, and we didn't take the results what we what we should take today. Today, and this is what we what is hard to accept and what is really frustrating. Is it right that Alex McCarthy had an injury as well towards the end there that obviously impacted that? Yeah, absolutely. I said uh, we had another sub to do and uh, raise the arm and you can be changed or subbed. Uh, and if not, then you have to be able to, to defend your goal alone, not with your six leading on the, on the, on the line. If we, we dropped him and then he was, the rebounders are not offside and that's the reason why he scores. And this is very, very hard to take. Well, let's look forward now then, shall we, Dean? Uh, next up, it's Arsenal away. That's going to be a tricky one. What are your early thoughts on that? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a test. You know, Arsenal have improved um, as the season have gone on. Um, coming off a, a defeat against Manchester United, I think they play Everton on Monday. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how they react from that. Um, but look, I think Southampton, over the last two games against Leicester and, and Brighton, have been excellent. They really have. And just the way they've worked, they look like a real team. You know, I'm so... <laughs> I know we've drawn today and we've drawn against Leicester and there will be some disappointment, but I've been, I was so impressed with the performance. The, the way they work together, it looks like so much work goes in on the training ground from the manager and the players because there's just clear instructions, clear understanding. They know the game plan. There's loads of energy. It looks like they're joy playing together. There's that youthfulness within the group. So take that to Arsenal. You know, Arsenal are a good team, but they're very beatable. So I would, you know, take some confidence in these last two results. Adam mentioned it, feel the emotion of that disappointment, feel that as a player, you'll have that in the dressing room now and then you know, put that to bed over the next couple of days, come in early next week and start preparing for that Arsenal game. But if they play with that pace, that energy, that togetherness, they've got every chance of beating Arsenal. Yes, they're going to have to defend well, but they've got, they've got real threats, attacking threats in the Southampton team and they're really enjoyable to watch. So give them a lot of credit for this week because the last two games I think they've been very impressive. You know, talking about enjoyable to watch, Adam, it was quite a quite an exciting game at Old Trafford between Manchester United and Arsenal the other night. And Mikel Arteta said that he thought they should have got something from that game. So they were looking to bounce back, although they play Everton beforehand, but also against Southampton away. Yeah, I think Dean Dean hit, hit upon it there. Arsenal were a vastly improved team from from what you would have got had you played them uh, played them at the start of the season, and they're they're looking good. It's a tough game. It's a difficult game for Saints there's no doubt about that so it's tough but Saints have got the kind of armory I think and weaponry that can that can cause Arsenal some problems uh, Arsenal defensively there's still I think a lot of question marks uh, over over them at the moment and Saints have the kind of players that, that can cause some problems and I think we saw with Brozier today leading the line as well like how effective he can be and uh, I think with his physical presence and his ability He's the kind of player who can really cause them some serious issues. Uh, I think the key for Saints is going to be for Ralph to try and pick up the guys after this. Um, but the good news for them is going to Arsenal, they, they probably go there as underdogs. Most people wouldn't expect an awful lot, wouldn't expect a performance. And maybe after a week that's that's been quite difficult with two, two high-pressure games at home. But at the end of this week, the table's still doesn't look too unkind to Saints at the moment. It still looks pretty good. They go to Arsenal, perhaps with a little less pressure than we might have anticipated had they, had we said at the start of the week, they only had two points from these two games. So there's kind of a bit of swings and roundabouts for Saints. But I think, I agree with Dean, I think overall the performances have been encouraging enough to suggest that, that there are some, some big results and some wins around the corner in the not-too-distant future. Um, and with, with the players that Saints have got, 
uh, and Arsenal's vulnerability still, despite their improvements, I think Saints go there with a with a puncher's chance of getting something. Most definitely. Well, we have just had some news just in. Uh, Ralph has just said in his post-match interview that Alex McCarthy did actually pick up a hamstring injury during the game, which does shed some light on why Lianco was taking the goal kick. So we will have to, to keep our eyes peeled on how that develops. But as we have mentioned, it is a trip to the Emirates next. As always, we'll be back here on Saints Live and the final whistle. Uh, thank you so much to Dean Hammond for, for joining us here at St Mary's Stadium. Lovely to have you with us in person. And uh, so nice of you, Adam, to uh, take a break from your holiday and uh, join us as well. Uh, now you the fans thank you for tuning in and we look forward to seeing you next week but until then take care and we'll see you soon goodbye